everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find her over at stephaniesarkis.com. She's got a new book coming up soon here, Healing from Toxic Relationships. So you can go pre-order that off her website there. How's it going today, Steph? Fun. It's beautiful outside. Oh, we're here. Uh, same as before, cloudy and 54 Fahrenheit or 12 degrees Celsius. So a little chilly, but not terrible. And, uh, yeah, we're all... I know. Well, 54 Fahrenheit for you is like probably like just like probably borderline unbearable, but for us, this is like pretty mild. It's cold weather. It's definitely yeah. cold weather. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I should mention too, uh, next week we normally do two episodes. Uh, we're, there won't be two episodes next week, so just as a heads up. So if you look for those on your feed and you don't see them, A, sorry, B, those episodes will come just next week. So yeah. not the end of the world. I'm sure some people are like, no, what am I going to do with my Gilbert Girls rewatch? Pause it a week. I know. Go check I out know. a new restaurant or something or do something fun. Yeah. Sometimes life kind of gets in the way of podcast recording. This is true. And we did try to like make make things happen, but it just wasn't going to happen for any particular right. reason. So, you know, it's not like there wasn't an effort to try, but just, you know, sometimes, as they say, shit happens. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about... Uh, Season six, episode twenty-one. I want to say, yeah, because this on on the wiki it says the penultimate episode. I'm like, well, that's great. What number is it? Um, I know it's twenty-two, so I'm like, okay, that makes sense. It's still it's just a weird way to phrase it. Just say oh, six twenty-one. There was a, a penultimate joke a couple episodes ago. I think Brian that Zach didn't understand what penultimate meant, or somebody didn't. Oh. And or it was oh no it was um, Logan's friends and somebody was like no that's like not the last one it's the second to last penultimate so it's funny you mentioned penultimate because that was a big joke that they were making ties it all in together mm-hmm. ties it all in together so. it does and uh, yeah uh, this episode is called driving Miss Gilmore because it's kind of a play on driving Miss Daisy except it's Emily Gilmore and she's driving. The same car that Jay Z drives in, so there's that too. Yeah, that was not felt weird. Yeah, but that also seems like something Emily would mention because she doesn't know anything about what Jay Z is. But she... so Lorelai said it, didn't she? Or am I wrong? No, it was Emily who's like, oh, it's the same car that Jay Z oh. drives. And but Emily made some like derog- or Lorelai made kind of a derogatory comment about it, didn't she? I'm not sure. Probably. I mean. And it felt kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, Emily's gone in for eye surgery, so she's not able to uh, take care of herself. So she takes, or she asked for Lorelai's help, or well, I think technically Richard asked for Emily, or for Lorelai's help. So it was kind they of weird. They both did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll kind of on that story after a bit, but yeah, like, uh, kind of takes her, takes her around town and, like, gets her to do various things. And the last stop, they go to a... Uh, what is it, a uh, realtor's office or real estate office, and uh, we find out that uh, Emily wants to buy a house for uh, Lorelai and Luke, but Lorelai is called off the wedding, so she's kind of put in an awkward situation, and she tries to tell uh, Emily this, but it doesn't go too well, and yeah, so kind of a devastating moment for Lorelai to have to tell her mom this, but... But it also is more than just the wedding, it sounds like, the way she says it. Yeah, there's a lot going on. 
I don't know about you, but I kind of felt a little upset that, like, it's taken Lorelai this long to tell people about it. Like, I know she doesn't have the best relationship, but still, like, this is not, like, a more casual thing that you can kind of put off to the side. Like, this is a wedding that people are planning for that, you know, it's a big thing. So, I don't know. I didn't really feel that great about that, that aspect of that story. I understand, like, if you have a parent that's a narcissist, there's never a good time. So, I think that you try to put off mentioning things as long as you possibly can until you're kind of confronted with it mm-hmm. uh, because we know just from previous episodes that Emily puts a lot of pressure on her mm-hmm. um, about getting married or she's getting married to you know is trying to get her together with Christopher and so I think Lorelai knows that if she mentions this she's never going to hear the end of it so I could see why I think it was a self-preservation move on her part mm-hmm. to not bring it up yeah so yeah should she have brought it up earlier yes would she have uh, dealt with Hellfire Friendly? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, alright. Uh, yeah, we also have the, um, aspect of the story, too, where, uh, Rory is taking care of Logan, uh, well, yeah, her, but also, too, it was, um, Doyle and Paris, they were taking care of him, too. Which I thought that was funny that Logan woke up and just saw them in his apartment. He's like, huh? But right, he's like, oh, there's two for one, or whatever his comment was. Yeah. Uh, also, too, was this the episode where Suki and um, Dachshund tried yeah. to deal with their pot? Mm-hmm. Which that I dragged out a little long. That mm-hmm. did, yeah. Also felt like a case of, let's give them something to do. Right. Like... Hey, yeah, Suki right. is a main character in the show. We pay her as such, so like, let's give her something to do. And, but it just wasn't necessary as a story element, I'd have thought. But, yeah, uh, it's just, um, and of course they're going to run into the the ministers and the, you know, the clergy in town. And, you know, like, that part was kind of predictable. What they even uh, do? What are they doing in the middle of town square anyway? Yeah. Especially that hour. What did they end up doing with the weed? I can't remember. I'm trying to remember what they did. They, I think they burn it. Okay. And his Lorelai comes over and she said, what's that smell? Okay. And they smell marijuana. But what's really weird is it sounds like Suki is speaking in Lorelai's voice. If you watch the episode, I think it's Lauren Graham's voice. That's... When Suki's when Suki tells her what it is. So I wonder if I was wondering if there was like a looping issue, like in looping that they didn't have access to, um, uh, oh my God, I can't remember her name, Melissa McCarthy. And so... They may have had Lauren Graham there, and so she did the dialogue and just hoping nobody noticed. But if you listen to it, it sounds a lot like Lorelai mm-hmm. answering herself. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know if that was like an inside joke, too, or something. I don't know. But, um, mm. yeah. I, um, yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it, it was a, definitely a wasteful story. So, um, and okay. there's a lot of drama about this, but I think that. Keep in mind, this is like 20 years ago, and and the, uh, people's relationship with marijuana is different now than it was then. Yeah. It was much different, so keep that in mind if you're like, why are they getting so moved out about it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, first, yeah, further the story, but it was a different, it was kind of, it was, it was, tab, it was more taboo back then, I think. Yeah, 100%. Uh, okay, and then also to there uh, was the storyline of Luke and Liz and TJ, which uh, I kind of felt bad for TJ in this episode. Um, well, she was abusive, and we'll talk about that in the second episode. Or yeah, part. 
it just, yeah. So basically, Luke finds out from Liz that she's pregnant, and uh, essentially she makes it seem like uh, TJ left her, although we find out later that TJ didn't leave her, but he was being assaulted by Liz right. and left uh, because of that. But he didn't leave because, you know, he's like a bad person. Which is kind of interesting because, like, I think we all, I think a lot of people just find TJ annoying as a character. I, I like him in small doses. Like, we haven't had him in a while. Mm-hmm. So to have him back on the show right. after a while, I was like, okay, this is fine. But right. not always the case. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the whole thing with TJ is just, it, yeah, I, I didn't mind it because I thought it kind of gave TJ, like, you almost for a while there, you're like, Oh, of course, CJ will leave her. Like, you, you almost kind of like Luke. You assume that, yeah, he's that kind of a person. So when you find out that's not the yeah, case, it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Like, I, I, I've seen this episode before, so obviously I knew that he wasn't. But it's interesting because how they kind of frame the episode, it almost gets you to realistically believe that he would do something like that. Right. Like, did, were you like, oh, yeah, he definitely did that? I just accepted it. Yeah, which, which you know, is, is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think in, in a way this also kind of ties into the um, Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Yeah. Uh, where you've where you've got a man reporting abuse, um, and and just all the the biases that go with that. Um, so yeah, so I was I automatically assumed even though Liz has a track record of, of you know not being honest about some things, and just kind of you know she does the kind of lying by omission where she kind of in the past she's just kind of left important pieces out of things for things to swing in her direction so she had a track record of, of not being totally honest about things but i still kind of thought oh well, i guess he did it because you know tj yeah so, and i think that's a problem that when when they automatically go oh yeah well i'm not going to question that because it's tj and it mm-hmm. turns out they didn't do anything yeah okay um and then I don't I yeah we find out that yeah Liz is not not great but hey you know what they work things out at the end which I was like I still feel like this is problematic and that hasn't been addressed but because Luke thought that hey what a great idea that she was physically abusive so I'm gonna um, get them together yeah I'll fix this like that's... no huh? he's like I'll fix this it's like, no I I kind of right. think Luke the writing for Luke has gotten worse this season. He's become kind of monotonous. Yeah. Like he, I think when we saw the episode where they went to Logan's beach house, where he didn't get Lorelai a gift, like it just, since then he's been writing this very one note. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he's a big player in the season and the whatnot, but I don't know. I feel like they struggle to give him some good storylines, some good writing. It just comes across like, I don't want to say too overly wasteful, but kind of wasteful in the sense it's like, what are you doing? Like, doesn't always work that well so it's not very efficient if you know what i mean like yeah. if they could come up with better storylines with less amount of time mm-hmm. for him 100%. okay um let's see uh what was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode the troubadours and then also i was kind of surprised i said michelle um there's something just hilarious about you know he's been in slapstick so he was jumping up and down trying to burn off the couch never mind that's like problematic you know with eating disorders and stuff but um but i thought that was i thought you did a really good job with that it must be hard to jump up and down and talk at the same time yeah so, so i said that 
worst, I said Liz, because she's just insufferable, and Jackson. Uh, Jackson, to me, just does not. It, it's never a performance that I go, wow. You know? It, yeah. I, you? I actually didn't mind um, Jackson in season four. I thought that was like probably like peak right. Jackson. And then, yeah. Yeah, before, that was pretty good. Before that and after that, it was just like, ugh, really? Right. So. Uh, my favorite performance, uh, I'm going to say, hmm, this is a tough one, because there's a lot, there was, there's actually a few more decent ones in the last episode, I thought, um, well, I'm not middling, do you know what I mean, like, yeah, like, there weren't, none of them are great, this was not, like, the best performance of any character or actor, really, um, I would, I mean, kind of say Emily, I felt bad, because, like, Emily's always really great, I feel like Bishop, she does. I, I really didn't like her, like, just comedic timing in this episode. Uh, it was kind of really on point. Like, this is this is why, uh, you know, this is why Emily's so great. Makes her good. Yeah. And why she's not what Daniel Calvino described her as. He just said, well, she's just a bitch or whatever, right? Yeah. And here we see that it's so much more than that. Like, Kelly Bishop takes her into a whole other realm. Yeah. And part of it is like, like, oh, you're being so obnoxious, Emily, but at the same time, you're like, but you're super funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, the worst, uh, I gotta say Liz. Liz was probably the worst for me. Liz one. <laughs> also, too, like, she was just awful in this episode. Like, just, yeah, just the, just the character. Yeah. And I get that she's supposed to be grading, but it's like, okay, enough already. Yeah. Exactly. And just the just the denying of abuse was, you know, again, this is a, this is twenty years ago, um, and you know, I don't know if people took it as seriously as they do now. Um, that's not an excuse by any means. No. Um, but for it, it was just kind of shocking a little bit to see Luca. Oh yeah, here's here's your boyfriend, here's your husband. Yeah. And I I know she he he threw an ashtray at you, but you know. And more than that, she threw a bunch of stuff at him, right? Yeah, she threw the ashtray and other things, right? So Yeah. He's basically like, oh, she's just projecting. And I'm like, she threw a thing at his head. But that, that's abuse. Yeah. That's abuse. Yeah, there's no there's no way around that. You can't, like, sugarcoat that. It's abuse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, right. Let's see here. Um... Uh, favorite reference from this episode. So I couldn't figure out. This is my favorite, but what's what was with the hate against South Dakota? I, like I I've been to South Dakota, and I think it's a beautiful state, and they have two national parks, including you know Mount Rushmore. So I I, I really didn't get the the hate. I'm I'm but gonna like, say this is probably just based on, um, you know, just. My own guess is it's probably just Richard at his uptighty ways. You know, like they probably didn't have a wine that he likes or something. But it's, it's South Dakota. It's not like Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is like one of those things of like that flyover syndrome, you know, like where most of the writers are from New York or LA. And so like the, the center of the U.S. is just kind of seen as just like not important. Yeah. You know, if it was like something like that, I just... It, like, if I was a resident of South Dakota, I would find that offensive. I mean, maybe they find it funny. I don't know. Maybe it differs on the person. But I was like, what's what's the hate for them? But I yeah, mean, maybe it does speak to Richard being, you know. I, I've never been, so I'm not 100%. But my my guess is that it was probably just him being like, oh, they don't have, like, 
the caviar that I like or something like that. And normally that bridge is not too bad for that, but that was where that's how I was kind of taking some like I can't imagine South Dakota is that bad. No, it's very pretty. Yeah. Uh, favorite reference. Um, there were a lot of jokes in this, but not all of them were great. Like, uh, Logan made a Helen Keller joke, and I'm like, that seems a little tasteless. So, I get where he came from with it, but it was big classic. Yeah. Um, oh, there was, uh, when Michelle was kind of like trying to exercise behind Suki, and she says, uh, it was like having that Beyonce video on. That was, that was, that was all right. Was it the most clever one we've ever gotten in the show? No, but for this episode, it's probably for me at least as good as we can get at this, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any favorites? Uh, what references? Yeah. Yeah, the one about I just mentioned like the South Dakota one. I wasn't a favorite. Um, but I just oh, gotcha. Okay. South Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what's your favorite quote? Um, favorite quote. Let's see. There was, I think there was one, oh, there was a guy that, like, came and gave um, Rory the newspaper, and he's like, oh, a silent seed, disappointed, or something like that. And I was like, huh? But I thought it was kind of funny. This guy clearly had, like, big expectations. A silent seed? A silent yeah, something like that. Like, he was basically, oh, like, yeah, yeah. he was basically like, oh, I thought this was going to be more interesting than it actually was. Right. So. And then we have the, the uh, reporter's office, which has been used, I don't know how many times, for other reporters. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's the reporter's office for any newspaper. Yeah. Like, the episode where, where Lorelai was quoted in the story about, you know, like, quoted unflatteringly in the story about Emily. Like, the reporter's from the, it has the exact same office. Yeah. Um, also, too, Liz said something that was pretty awful, but I did have a bit of a chuckle because it was probably as clever of writing as as this episode got, where Liz says, they're a support group of single moms I hooked up with. They're horrible. All they do is bitch, bitch, bitch. I'd have left every one of them, too. I was like, oh, boy. Problematic, but, like, I like the little part of the end about, oh, I would have left them, too. I was like, okay, that's a, that's a little clever. I, I, I can support that a little bit. You know that Liz is problematic anyway. So. That's true. We probably should have expected too much from Liz. Um, Mine was the the, um, the conversation. This kind of gets into toxic positivity. That Liz is like, you know, this is my new philosophy. I'm just gonna let things show up. You know, like if something comes out of the sky, so be it. You know, this kind of nihilistic thing of I'm just gonna let things be. There's a difference between letting things be and not stepping out of the way. Because Luke responds, she goes, well, if space junk comes out of the sky, just let it come. And then Luke just has this Buddhist thing of you, you step out of the way. Yeah. You know, like you like you just don't do anything. You you step out of the way. You know, like she's she's like getting this whole nihilistic thing, but it but it's she's doing it under the cover of well, here's my new philosophy of positivity, and that's actually not very positive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, saying like letting go to somebody is um, or that somebody's just letting it go. That doesn't mean that you aren't dealing with the stuff. And I feel like Liz tries to kind of like just push stuff aside. Which is what we saw with Jesse too. She just kind of pushes stuff aside that she doesn't want to deal with, mm-hmm. uh, and you know that's that toxic positivity that she's just letting everything go. 
Yeah. But some things are you don't let go. Yeah. Or you have a success. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, trying to see this trivia. There's not a whole lot. Um, oh, so apparently the town troubadour, because uh, the guy in real life is actually a musician. He actually did play for Neil Young on a few shows. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. that. So when he said that he got offered a gig by Neil Young, it was a bit of a wink, wink and a nod to that. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So. That's really cool they do that for their people. Yeah. And I mentioned this before, but the title is a reference to Tragedy of Stacy. So there's that too. Yeah. Uh, any mental health observations of this episode? Yeah, first, you know, Liz was being abusive when she threw the ashtray and the other things. That's that's abuse. Um, I don't think that's debatable. It just is. Um, and she also triangulated by talking about TJ and basically lying. Um, not basically, she did. Lying to um, Luke. And so that created triangulation. So, so he got mad at TJ, went to go beat him up, and TJ's like, well, here's what really happened. And we find out that his version's accurate, as we can see by them reconciling, right? So... So the triangulation thing is when people pit people against each other. So it was almost like she she was lying about it. So she had to get Luke riled up against him under the guise of, oh, I'm just letting everything go, right? But she was really saying, you know, this is what a jerk he is. You know, that was the underlying message. Mm-hmm. So Luke really should have talked to him. First, Liz shouldn't have, have been abusive, first of all, and then, um, and then not triangulated. And Luke should at least talk to him first. And then about how he can get help for her being abusive. I mean, sometimes, you know, that overrides sibling stuff. I mean, the ideal would have been that he said to T- when TJ said what happened, Luke goes, are you okay? You know, is there, are, you know, give them some resources maybe. I mean, I know that probably wouldn't have been a great, you know, TV moment for the show. But do something to acknowledge that he had been abused, even yeah. if it is his sister. Um, and sending him back and just saying, hey, here's your, your go see your man or whatever, it really kind of just... Being a therapist that specializes in working with people in toxic relationships and narcissistic abuse, having Luke basically endorse, condone what happened is is really not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I know that we're talking about 20 years ago, but still, there should have been some acknowledgement, I think, that that was abusive behavior. Um, and he almost kind of treated Liz like, oh, that's, that's okay that you lied, you threw something. Like, it was just really out of touch. Um, and then... I mean, there's a difference between projecting, which she was like, you're going to be terrible, bother, blah, blah, and she's actually saying it about herself, because that's projecting, and I think Luke actually, you know, talked about that. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between projecting and being abusive. Yeah. Um, you know, projecting can be abusive, absolutely, but throwing something definitely is abusive. Um, so that's a concern. So also, why couldn't Lorelai just say no to her mother? We've seen this so many times. And again, you know, it's a narcissist, you're less likely to say no. And, you know, we saw that Emily Gilton ashamed her by bringing up you know, her birth, that, you know, oh, I wasn't labor for anybody else for 14 hours or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, narcissists do that a lot. They bring up, you know, there's a difference between your parent bringing up your birth story, like on your birthday and stuff, and then using it to guilt and shame you. Um, and that's what she was doing. Um, so classic narcissist behavior by Emily. Lorelai's doing her favor, and she's still snarky and making comments. Um, and you notice that Emily doesn't get in the front seat with Lorelai. She wants to be chauffeured. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, it's like almost like Lorelai's supposed to serve her. Um, and then you also tend to see narcissists. Some narcissists are very um, somatically focused or health focused. So they will take their health um, concerns and then make them into really huge things. 
and you saw this with Emily. Emily didn't have a bad procedure. This is what happens after LASIK. Yeah. You don't see well in one of your eyes. So so it seems like that she was kind of overdoing it, especially when she got into more details about, oh, yeah, i got to take this medicine. Also. It sounds like that's a normal LASIK procedure. But you see that, that a narcissist will take that, and they will use it to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, it, Lorelai really just needs to start saying no. But I know that that's hard when you have a parent like that because you know that there's going to be hellfire. Yeah. But you saw Emily just, you know, and the other thing is Marxists don't feel good and, and they go through bad stuff. It doesn't necessarily make them a better person. They just get more, more mean. And you saw that with Emily. She was getting meaner yeah. while Lorelai's helping her out. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, boy. Yeah, a lot of narcissists on the show. For sure. Yeah, and Christopher was even on. Yeah. They were like, that's, we have, that's one narcissist too many. Let's, let's say yeah, that. We, Although, you know, we, you've kind of dispelled all what's happening, so you know, don't worry. The hatred for Christopher's coming. The wrath. We're saving it up, but it, it's coming. Can I just automatically put him as worst for every episode? Yeah. I mean, you're probably not wrong. Hmm? You're probably not wrong. He probably oh, okay. Worst of I mean, he's yeah, in contention, that's for sure. Uh, he's what? He's in contention, that's for sure. Yeah. Unless Dean makes a big comeback, which is probably going to be our most hated, right? Yeah, I think Dean is officially done. I was sad to find out the other episode that that was Jesse's last episode. Yeah. I really kind of was hoping that he was going to come around more, but yeah, his career obviously took off. Yeah, you know. yeah, the movies, TV shows, all that. For good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate this episode? It's not a four. Um, it was, eh. Okay. I think that they're trying. To, you can tell that this is like the the, the usual trajectory of a, of a show is that it builds, 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 reaches a crescendo, and if you don't like end it right at the peak, it, it naturally just kind of like has the cycle of where it starts going downhill. And I think we're seeing the downhill slope, and then from what I've read, you know, until season seven really goes down. So yeah, I think here's the thing: there are some things that are good about season seven. It's not like completely unwatchable, but. It's not. <laughs> yeah, because people will make season seven out to be the worst thing that ever has been. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, is it a good season of Gilmore Girls? Absolutely not. But it's it's still, you know, not as terrible as as some other shows. Like, I've watched some shows that are just awful, but it's it's not totally it's redeeming. Yeah, there's some moments in it where you're like, okay, that's clever. So, um. Let's see. I'll give it 7 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. I think for me, like, the end scene with um, Lorelai saying, like, Luke and I the way it's not going to happen, like, that's just so devastating to hear. Um, yeah. So. Because it was much more than just the way. Like, she was talking about just the relationship in general. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com. Her new book coming out is Healing from Toxic Relationships. You can pre-order on her website there. And, uh, yeah, I'm over at springgreeners.com. Almost every other day we've got new content going up. And uh, we'll see you all in, well, two weeks' time, basically. Not next week, but the week after. All right, bye for now. Bye, everybody.